0: Support for this NPR podcast and the following message come from Trend Micro. Threat actors want what you're storing in the cloud. Trend Micro Cloud One fulfills your cloud security needs in a single solution, keeping you at your most resilient. Let what happens in the cloud stay in the cloud. TrendMicro.com slash cloud one.
1: Hello and welcome to Car Talk on National Public Radio with us, Click and Clack, the Tappet Brothers. And we're broadcasting this week from the Fugitives from Justice Division here <laughs> at Car Talk Plaza. Now, apparently, this is just a rumor, but I, I think it we... It seems true, though. We, we do have some verification. Our yeah. steam producer, Dougie Berman, has fled the country in an effort to avoid <laughs> prosecution. Now, in case you missed it, a few months ago, I don't remember exactly how long ago, Dougie was in Washington, D.C., and he was drinking coffee in the in subway. The metro. In the metro.
2: Which is not allowed. Not allowed. I I think
1: he was drinking coffee and had a bagel in his other hand. (laughs) Anyway, he was accosted by the the subway police, and taking advantage of a diversion, he managed to elude the police by jumping onto a passing subway train. Unfortunately, the doors are already closed.
2: (laughs) (laughs) He got hurt, but he got in. (laughs) He got hurt
1: bad. Anyway, he was able to limp away and somehow has remained on the lam up here in our fair city ever since. And I guess he must have gotten word that the dragnet was closing in on him. Oh, Interpol was after him. I think I so. I heard. I mean, t- someone came to my house and discussed <laughs> it. Well, he has fled south of the border to sunny Mexico. I
2: should have known something was up when he tried to sell me his pickup truck for 50 bucks.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Come
2: back, Dougie. All is forgiven. We're your friends. We'll yeah, help you. That reward money means nothing. We would <laughs> never accept reward money. <laughs> hey, I got a good piece of mail here. Something that a lot of people don't understand is in this letter from Bonnie Nixon from Bath, Ohio. Yeah? As an art major, I worked my way through college. It art. I said art. Art. No, you didn't. I didn't. As an art major. Yes, very good. As an art major, I worked my way through college. (laughs) Which means that car ownership was an unthinkable luxury at the time. (laughs) (laughs) Nevertheless, my kindly old landlord steered me toward his brother's 61 Comet. Which in 1971 I bought for 75 bucks. My 61 Comet was a piece of junk, four ball tires, but it ran. And when it didn't run, I walked. I'd read up on spark plugs, alternators, or whatever, and then go about in the backyard and fix the car all by myself. I remember the year my family bought me a new battery for Christmas. (laughs) What thought? (laughs) Oh, nice, huh? Now, here it is. Get this. The problem with my family is that they didn't understand the BAHAM theory, B-H-A-M, the black hole of automotive metaphysics theory. Get this. The black hole of automotive metaphysics theory postulates that the car universe favors the young and the fast and despises the old and the slow, and Mm. that this universe is inhabited by unkind spirits or evil twins. ...who lie dormant for many years until a car owner does something that is not 100% essential to the life of a junker. For example, body work. Oh, yeah. Or buying new tires. Mm-hmm. Any non-essential... And now you know that this has happened to you. Any non-essential expenditure... Creates a rip between the two universes, awakens the evil twin, (laughs) and I can't read the rest. (laughs) Angers him, I'll say. Oh, yes, okay. (laughs) The twin says, well, since she can afford a paint job, let's see if she can afford a brake job, a clutch, and a new transmission. (laughs) You know this is true awakened. These evil spirits will force a car owner to choose between the junkyard or pouring endless sums into the black hole of auto repair. I once proved the, B- the Baham theory once in the parking lot at the grocery store. An insured motorist backed into the 61 Comet and smooshed in the door. He got out, apologized, pulled out his wallet and said, how much do you think it will cost to have the door fixed? Are you nuts, I said to him. Fix this piece of junk. Forget it. He thanked me, and we drove off. Appeased. The car gods slept for three years. <laughs> 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 the Comet ran 80% of the time for four years. The only money I put into it was 25 bucks for a rebuilt starter. You guys may be right about art majors, but do you think I care what a couple of grease monkeys from Boston have to say about my car? <laughs> Bonnie Vixen, Beth, Ohio. <laughs> Baham. <huh? laughs> Let me get this right. The black hole of automotive metaphysics. It's absolutely true. Well, it, it's... you As soon as you do an unessential thing to the car. That's why, see, I I guess I didn't really understand the theory, but you know that that's the theory that I live by. Oh, yes, we too. (laughs) If you want to call us with your question
1: about your car or your story about the automotive gods, (laughs) (laughs) our number is 888-CAR-TALK. That's 1-888-227-8255. Hello, you're on Car Talk.
3: Hello, this is Joyce from Atlanta.
1: What's up, Joyce?
3: Today I have a question. Actually, it's not a question. I need mediators, and you guys are the perfect guys to do this.
2: Yeah, we're, we're honest, we're sincere, and, and we it was, tell it like it is. And non-caring.
3: Okay, yeah. <laughs> so <you're> sincere, non-caring. <laughs> well, my boyfriend said he's going to listen to what you say, so <clears throat> here's okay. the question. He says that when he's got a Taurus, and he says when you stop the car, that you should put your foot on the brake, put the car in park, and then put the parking brake on before you take your foot off the regular brake.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Now, he says that will help keep the transmission longer.
1: This is it. Red lights? <laughs> no, when
3: you're
2: parking the car. When you're parking for the, for, the, for the day. Right. Yeah. What's your position?
3: My position is you put your foot on the brake. Yeah. You put in the park. Mm-hmm. And who cares if your foot's on the brake? <laughs> you put on the parking
2: brake. Do whatever you want. <laughs> right. Ah, I see. That's my position. That's your position. Right. Okay. And now, how close are you with this boyfriend? I mean, is... Are you, T- pretty are you, close. We're tight here.
3: Tight, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Okay. So, mm, your relationship is, is strong? Strong, yes. So, Uh-oh. <laughs> if, if one of you is, is shown to be a complete moron on this one, huh, it's not going to affect how you feel about each other. <laughs> no. I, I mean, you already know he's a moron, so... <laughs> or how you feel about us. <laughs> Right. Yeah, this is no big deal actually. Uh, okay. But technically
1: technically he's your, right. Your boyfriend's right.
3: Okay. Yeah. So yeah. we'll help keep the transmission longer.
2: Well No. Uh, not necessarily <laughs> See, I mean, he's right, but it's so insignificant. Okay. If he's gonna be neurotic, I can let him if, be neurotic. Uh, if you're gonna that. be anal retentive about right. this, then yes he's right. And the only time it would really matter is if you were on a rather steep hill you might have trouble getting it out of park <laughs> okay. if you didn't do it his way. Okay. And if you did do it his way, you wouldn't have trouble. The The reason is that you would be then using the transmission as sort of a backup mm-hmm. as opposed to the primary means of holding the car from rolling.
3: Okay. All right, now what do you think about this? Yeah. When the car is in the garage, the trunk has to be open because we've got to air out the trunk because when he was growing up in England... They had damp weather
0: there.
3: But it doesn't oh. matter if it's raining here or not. We've got to keep the trunk
2: open this in the car. This guy is a screwball. <laughs> Get rid of him, will you? <laughs> Come on, what's with him? Air it out, eh? you got to air it out, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> and Make has sure. he already removed the light bulb that's in there so he doesn't yes, kill he drain has. the battery? Sure, he's done that. <laughs> yes, he did. So, so a- in jolly old England, because it's so damp, you open up the, the trunk. Right. The boot, or the boot, as we call it. Uh
3: huh. And you air it out at night, so yeah. I don't know. I so. think you can
2: safely tell him that's not really necessary here in this world. Okay, but I don't think that's going to change. Well, no. it works out perfectly because he wins on one and you win on the other. I mean, what could be better that's than this? That's great. Okay. Tell him he can do either one. He can either leave the trunk open, <laughs> or he can go through his funny, funny little machinations when he when he parks the car, but not both. Okay. And let him pick. Let him oh, do either that's... one, because neither one of them makes uh, any difference to anything in the world.
3: Okay. Well, that'll be a hard choice for him.
2: But it does say something about this guy. And what's that? That He's a little <laughs> bit strange. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's why I bring this up. Because you sound like a light-hearted, devil-may-care, have-a-good-time kind of person. Uh-huh. And he sounds like <laughs> a control freak and a kind of... I don't know what's the word. He's a neurotic. That's the word. He's neurotic. <laughs> He's wacko. <laughs> and I'm I'm curious how the two of you, a got together in the first place and it's How long have you been, has he been your boyfriend? Is this uh, like a day a or two? About a about
3: a year. A year. <laughs> well, when he gets on his neuroses, I just leave the room. Just go somewhere else.
2: Ah, so you now admit... he won't
3: let me do the laundry because I might do it wrong.
2: <clears throat> well. I'll... Count your, hangs, count your blessings, Joyce. <laughs>
3: right, that's a good thing. Yeah. He hangs the laundry up in the kitchen.
2: Yeah. See if you can get if you can get him to think about cooking the same way and doing no, dishes. Uh, no, no, we and, don't
3: want to eat what he eats. Uh-uh. Oh, that's
2: right. He's British. <laughs> uh, yeah. He makes uh, yeah, tuna those...
3: tuna fish with um, jalapenos, salsa, mayonnaise, mustard, and hot peppers. Jeez, over that sounds pasta. good, actually. It, yeah. It does
2: better than that junk that he's been eating over in the old country. <laughs> I mean, do you ever eat that weird food that the Brits eat? No. <laughs> oh, good God. And Have a kidney pie someday if you really want to barf. <laughs> 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 Joyce, reconsider everything. hmm That's it. Okay. See you later. Bye. <laughs> yeah, we busted up another relationship. Oh, 800- I think it's wrong. I mean, they're headed down the wrong road.
1: You think so, eh? I do. She has a moral obligation uh, to marry this guy and re-educate him to perhaps right I mean perhaps. for the sake of the rest of the world and 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 to make sure that their progeny are, are uh, level-headed I mean we we not
2: ha- wackos. we had relations I'll, I'll call them her name was Louise and his name was Vinny or Jimmy depending yes, on <laughs> we've discussed him before <laughs> i've discussed <laughs> depending, him once before. depending upon local <laughs> statutes <laughs> <laughs> and the, their their way of communicating was Louise would Hi, Louise, I'd say, how are you? And she'd say, I'm fine. Uh, it's, a, it's really been a wonderful day. I get up early this morning, and Jimmy would say, Louise, you didn't get up that early. She says I get up at 7 o'clock. No, it was 7.15, Louise. Mm. She says oh, and then I went to the, to the supermarket. Louise, it wasn't the supermarket. It was just a small store. Everything she said, he disagreed, contradicted. Now, if this guy is doing this now, and well, these people but, 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 are in their but, 18s... But to be
1: fair, everything he said... Was right. She contradicted too because she had to get into the act. Oh, of course. But yeah. is that any way to live? Is it? I don't know. They lived to be in the nineties <laughs> by fighting all the time. <laughs> well, it gets your juices flowing. It keeps the blood pressure up. where it's supposed to be two eighty over one seventy. One eight <laughs> eight 1- eight 1- car talk or one eight 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 two two seven eight two five five. Hello, you're on car talk.
4: Hi, this is John from Durham.
1: John, which Durham is that?
4: Durham, North Carolina. North
1: Carolina. Oh, yeah. So what's up, John?
4: Recently, I was hearing a loud grinding sound from my brakes. Yeah. So I brought my Honda Accord into my local Honda guy, mm-hmm. and he said, of course, it needs some brake work, which yeah. he did. And so I got the car back, and what was happening was, when I applied the brakes and was going from decelerating from about 20 miles per hour, I would hear a... As I got slower, it would it would get slower. Yeah. So I assumed that they had done something wrong and that it was rubbing against something as the wheel was spinning. And so it was a ba 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 ba
1: ba 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 ba
4: I could even feel it in the brake pedal. Well, yeah. this
2: happened after they did the brake work.
4: After they did the brake work. Ah, okay. And, and it, was, it was so noticeable that friends in the car would say,
2: What hey, the heck you know, is that?
4: What the heck? Who's that drummer there? Yeah. So um, I brought it back, and uh, they called me a couple hours later and said, Hey, you know, we, we let Bubba take it for a spin, and um, <laughs> there was no noise. There was nothing. And I, was, I said, You know, that can't be.
2: Did you, so, could you actually hear over the air, in the, over the telephone, the parenthetical, you moron? <laughs> I mean, that's, they always try to make you feel like you're such oh, a jerk. Oh, absolutely,
4: jerk. absolutely. Yeah. That's, that's exactly how I felt. And, and so I said, look, I, I'd like you guys to check again because I, I know there was this thing. Other people mentioned it.
2: Did it happen to you every time you stepped on the brake? Yeah. I got gotcha. you. Okay. So,
4: um, so then he said, okay, I'll take it out for a spin and try it. And then he called back and he said, still nothing. And then I went and picked up the car, and indeed there was nothing. So my question, is, my question is, what could they have done originally that was so stupid and dumb that they were embarrassed to tell me what it was and they actually lied to me? Because I know. That 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 there was something seriously wrong, you know. Yeah. That I, well, you didn't this feel is the pedal.
1: a huge ethical <laughs> question that confronts. You're asking us mechanics, to mechanics? Us? of all kinds yeah. and it has since the
4: beginning of time. Right. Yeah. I mean they didn't charge me, you know, to look at it the second time. Is it
1: better to admit <laughs> complete incompetence and stupidity <laughs> in saying that they left a bolt off one of the calipers, which is probably what they did. Uh-huh. Or to, to make you think... That you're that, a
2: complete idiot. <laughs> that, that
1: you're a nutcase yeah. by imagining a noise that no one else in the universe could possibly have heard because it isn't there. Although right. you did have witnesses. I had witnesses. Yeah, but I bet you not one of them would be, would stand up in a court of law. <laughs> <laughs> is, this, is this standard ethical practice among mechanics? Is it that is that standard ethical
2: me? practice among men. <laughs> now, I'll tell <laughs> you... I'll never I'll, admit that you have actually made a mistake. If they had told you that they left a the bolt loose...
1: Right. Number one, you would never go back there again because they they made a mistake on something as important as your brakes. Right. Mm -hmm. By doing what they did, they have planted a seed of doubt in your head. That's right. Oh, yeah. And you would never forget, first of all, if they had told you they left the bolt loose, (laughs) you would never have forgotten that and would have told everyone that you know not to go there. Don't ever go to this guy. They left the bolt loose on one of your calipers.
2: My wheel could have fallen off. Who knows what would have happened.
1: Sooner or later, you will forget the entire thing. And more importantly, you won't tell anybody, Right. because there's nothing to tell.
4: <laughs> Is that what would cause the
2: noise? It certainly, well, it could. certainly could. Sure,
1: it could you'd, pad- you'd, you'd feel it in the brake pedal, like yeah, that? or pads that were installed incorrectly. <laughs> or maybe they
2: only put three pads in instead of four. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I mean, who knows? Or well, yeah. they could have left the wheel nuts loose. But I mean, any number of things could cause the the the, the noise you had. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. I like the Latin rhythm, though. <laughs> Very good. It, was, it, was, it wasn't syncopated, but it, it definitely had a, a, a good beat to it. <laughs> well, don't go back there. Okay. Good luck, John. Thanks. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, Tommy, it's time to find out if you remember last week's puzzler. And mm-hmm. to do that, I have to probe the depths of your mind, the deep reaches of your synapses. Yeah. Go ahead. So hand me the rubber gloves and the gas
2: mask. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to be back in just about a minute.
1: What
5: are these thoughts? Where are they coming from in parking lots? Hear the fluorescent lights humming off key. How can it be that there's no place to park? Weeping and driving. How am I supposed to feel somebody tell me what's wrong?
2: And even though jurors everywhere beg to be sequestered whenever they hear us <laughs> say it, this
1: is NPR. This message comes from Car Talk and NPR sponsor BetterHelp, a truly affordable online counseling service. Fill out a questionnaire online and get matched with a licensed counselor best suited to your mental health needs. Whether it's depression, anxiety, or trauma, BetterHelp will help you overcome what stands in the way of your happiness. Learn more at BetterHelp.com and get 10% off your first month with promo code CAR TALK. BetterHelp. Get help anytime, anywhere. This message comes from Car Talk and NPR sponsor Headspace. Life can be stressful, but 2020 has challenged even the most difficult times of life. You need stress relief that goes beyond quick fixes? That's Headspace. Headspace is your daily dose of mindfulness in the form of guided meditations in an easy-to-use app. Overwhelmed? Headspace has a three-minute SOS meditation for you. Go to headspace.com slash cartalk for a free month trial with access to Headspace's full library of meditations for every situation.
0: Since the 1980s, hip-hop and America's prisons have grown side by side. And we're going to investigate this connection to see how it lifts us up and holds us down.
5: Hip-hop is
6: talking about what
5: we live, trying to live the American dream, failing at the American dream. I'm Sydney Madden.
0: I'm Rodney Carmichael. Listen now. To the Louder Than a Riot podcast from NPR Music. Where we trace the collision of rhyme and punishment in America.
1: Hi, we're back. You're listening to Car Talk with us, Click and Clack, the Tappet Brothers. And we're here to talk about cars, car repair, and of course, the answer to last week's Puzzler. Yeah. A couple of weeks ago, Tommy and I took a trip up north to see the foliage. And while we were way up north there, we decided to visit our senior web Blackie, Doug Mayer who lives way up in the boondocks with his ice pick and his flock of sheep and all that. And while we were sitting around, he says, you know, guys, there's a road right near my house that runs directly north and south. We said, well, sure, that's no big deal. And he says, well, I can put my car on this road and point it north, drive a mile. And when I'm done, I'm a mile south of where I started. And we said, get out. Yeah. (laughs) He says, I'll show you. And he does, and the question was very simply: How does he do it? Now, I, I, <laughs> 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 no, no. <laughs>
2: I mean, I mean, w- if you didn't get the answer, no, ch- when you do hear it. <laughs> what are the What are your first words? Are probably going to be? <laughs> well, I mean, I I couldn't believe that that was the answer, but. Well, Evidently, it, it is. is. Well, you know <laughs> what? You know what's going to throw 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 some people because they're yeah they're living
1: up north, up north, and they circle. start thinking about polar bears. And if you were in the North Pole, you could go any place and you'd be south of where you were. Exactly. But we know nobody lives at the North Pole, right? Especially Doug Mayer. He doesn't live up. In the, it's close. He it's doesn't. real, <laughs> real close. But no one lives No one lives in the North Pole. So you got to get that out of your mind.
2: You know, if the rentals were cheap, he would live in the North Pole. <laughs>
1: and how does he do it? <laughs> <laughs> everyone, everyone. <laughs> All
2: right, forget it. <laughs> All right, how does uh, he do it? He puts it in reverse
1: and drives back.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 man, that is bogus. <laughs> I mean, uh, you call that a puzzler? Well, you know. Well, you know, it actually, I mean, I, as I think about it, it's so trivial. That I'll bet a lot of people didn't get I'm it. I'm sure a lot of people didn't get it. I'm sure a lot of people didn't. Yeah. Our, our engineer, Ted Curry, didn't get it last week. Yeah, he never gets anything.
1: Well, he knows which buttons to push. No. no. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> and he's hanging his head in shame this week. Anyway, who's our winner?
2: The winner is Catherine Chung from, of all places, Honolulu, Hawaii. Wow. And for having her answer selected at random from the coconut husk full of correct answers that we got... <laughs> Catherine's going to get a $25 gift certificate to the Shameless Commerce Division, which is at cartalk.com. With that gift certificate, she can buy a copy of one of our CDs, either the Disrespectful Car Songs collection or the collection of classics called The Hatchback of Notre Dame. Did you know there's actually a call from outer space on that CD? Not counting Dave from Bemidji, <laughs> <even>. <laughs> Anyway, oh, all right, there's two calls for us. space. We'll
1: have a brand-new puzzler c- coming up in the third half of the show today, so hold on to your easy chair. In the meantime, you can call us at 888-CAR-TALK. That's 888-2278-255. Hello, you're on Car Talk. Hi. Yeah. Hi, who, who's this? This is
7: Dr. Brindlinger in Happy Valley, Oregon.
2: What's your name again?
7: Dr. Brindlinger. Brindlinger? Yeah, Irv, I-R-V.
2: Brindlinger. Good, yeah. Got it. Brindlinger. Yeah, we'll just call you Doc. Yeah. And what, are you, what pray tell are you a doctor of?
7: Oh, d- uh, teach theology and church history.
2: Oh, so you are a Ph.D. doctor,
7: yeah. right? Not the cutting kind.
2: Well, you know, we've had lots and lots of mail and phone calls from people saying that you Ph.D.s have got some nerve calling <laughs> yourselves doctor. <laughs>
1: I think the only one and entitled to, to that to that to that honor. The guys that wield the scalpels.
2: Well, I'm not so sure. Guys and women. As, as you know, I too. <laughs> I too? I, I also am a doctor. Okay, and, and I think that's how this whole thing started. I made believe one day that I was Dr. Malozzi okay. And my brother said, Dr. this! <laughs> he said, you don't deserve that title because you can't cut someone open. That's good he said watch me <laughs> <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna cut you off <laughs> anyway doc what's up
7: hey well listen i i gave my daughter an 81 mustang a few years ago it was actually uh a car that i had gotten from a friend who bought it uh when it was new then it was totaled so i rebuilt the rear end and gave it to her so she's been driving it about three and a half years mm-hmm. i have never been able to get heat out of the heater and you know the first thing i would do is uh Put a thermostat in it, and I've done that twice. The car doesn't live here, and so I can't road test it. So I just try things, and then she reports back whether it's better. Yeah. So just, uh, just a few days ago, I, I tried the uh, thermostat again, thinking, well, maybe the last one wasn't good. And since I had the car, I, uh, I flushed the, the heater core. Yeah. Um, and I get good flow through the heater core, but I'm still not getting heat. So. Oh, you're
1: you're so close. You, you are so close. <laughs> That's
7: what I think, but what, what yeah. can it be?
1: Well, you can get good flow through the heater core uh, without getting heat. Okay. If the heater core is covered with a nice insulating layer of, what's the technical word? Crud. Crud, <laughs> right. Okay. That's the word. I was, lo- I was groping for it. Yeah. So if the inside of the, 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 in order for the heater core to work, the hot water passes through it, but the heat has to get transferred from the from the water to the metal core. Yes. And then the air passes through the core and makes heat in the car. But if there's an insulating layer of crud between the water and the metal of the core, then it doesn't work too well. So yeah. I suspect, considering it's an 81, that that heater core is, is plugged up, not in the traditional sense that it impedes the flow.
7: Plugged up on the outside. No, no, well, it's, it's plugged, plugged up, up on the inside. On the
1: inside. And I mm-hmm. think if you put a new heater core in, you'll have heat galore. Okay. So some weekend... Okay. Yeah. It probably costs you less than fifty bucks to buy it. Okay. And you, okay. It's and it's been, a nice Saturday, Saturday, Sunday, I, Monday project. Yeah. <laughs> Do it on a warm Saturday. Warm Saturday. Right. Okay. Do it soon. Hey, hey, thanks for calling, Doc.
7: <laughs> okay. Thank you.
6: Th- thanks uh, for
1: calling. Bye um, bye. Bye bye. One eight <laughs> eight eight Car Talk or one eight 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 two two seven eight two five five. Hello. You're on Car Talk. Hi.
6: This is Linda, and I live in
1: Cleveland Heights. Hi, Linda. Linda.
6: And I have an 86 Toyota Camry stick shift. Around a month ago, it started to make a vibrational sound when I started it in the morning. And by the time I got to work, it had warmed out of it. It generally would take a couple of minutes. So I took it to a Metro Toyota, and they kept it two nights because it makes the noise in the morning. And I called, and I said, well, what's happening? And they said, well, we hear the noise. And they couldn't figure out what it was. Finally, after the second day... They said they took the distributor cap off, put it back on again, and it didn't make the noise. Baloney. It made the noise. It Uh continues to make the noise. And I've never had anything like this happen with the cars that I've driven Where The the people who supposedly should know it can't figure it out. We tape-recorded the sound if you'd like to listen.
1: Oh! Okay. We were just, just about to ask you <laughs> if we could hear this sound. If there was any way
2: we could hear this <laughs> sound. Any way in the annals of technology, but let's hear the noise. Okay, so far.: hear
1: the,
6: You'll hear the, the car begin, and then the engine, uh, you hear the engine, the noise, the noise stops, and then it continues again. So here goes.:
2: I okay? love it. We're ready.
1: OK. You can tell this is going to be high-tech. <laughs> That's great. What it's the hell is that?
6: <laughs> it sounds like a machine I really gun. Know. It's driving
1: me nuts. But the noise is a rat-a-tat-tat noise. It's
6: like
1: a... It's, yeah, it's... A- 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 I heard it, I heard it. I have no idea what it was, though. But it's a... Correct. A- is that the noise? A- Correct. That's the noise. A- okay, I just want to make sure I can reproduce it so <laughs> I can ask some of the guys <laughs> at the they shop. They want to leave
6: my car there forever so that they can listen to the noise. I'm tempted to send them the tape.
1: They oh. haven't heard the noise, that obviously. Did. Oh, they
6: did hear they the noise? Did, the only thing that they did was remove the distributor cap, and when I called to find out what else they possibly ruled in or out, they said, well, maybe it was the timer belt idler pulley. No. Whatever could be. It
1: could be. The timing belt, there are, a, there are two uh, wheels that the timing belt goes around. One of them is just an idler pulley, and the other one is, in fact, a, uh, a tensioner. And it could be that. The other possibility, of course, is that it's a reg- one of the regular belts making noise. I first thought it was was valve train noise. sounded metallic to me. I have to say, no,
2: but it it, it isn't. It's yeeeee. I don't know. I think it sounds metallic to you too, Linda. Huh?
6: I I describe it as a metallic sound. Yeah. Yeah. I think
2: I
1: know what it is. (laughs) I think you need a water (laughs) pump. Gee. The water pump is driven by the timing belt, Miss Carr. Uh-huh. And why it chooses to make noise in the morning is that it's, you know, it's been sitting in one position all night. And you start it up and, and the, the, uh, the impeller is probably rattling around in there because the bearings are gone. And then it goes uh, away.
2: it might lubricate itself
1: as, as you use it more. But it's going to get worse and worse as time goes on and eventually it's going to break the belt.
2: But if these guys heard that noise, and they had that car right in
1: front but of them... But they only heard it for four seconds.
6: Yeah, but they heard, they kept it for two days, so they heard it...
1: For uh, eight seconds.
6: They heard it three on at, th- at least three separate occasions, because they listened to it and then let the car, you know, get cold again, listened to it again, kept it overnight, heard it the third time, which is then when they played with the distributor cap. Yeah, and but it, it was fixed. It, it, for
1: us again, Linda. I kind of like that. It. it is... <laughs> No, so but it is hard to identify a noise that you can only hear for a few seconds. Because, first of all, you have to know, even before it starts, where well, to listen. It goes re- I think it's going for four minutes now before it warms out
2: of it. Play it again, Linda. I love it.
6: Okay, hang on a sec. Okay. Yeah.
2: <laughs> How do I get it this? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Come on. This could, be, this could have MTV uh, okay, possibilities. Okay. Here we go. Ready? An 86 Toyota Camry stick shift. Take two. Blue.
1: it's the second is it was the it was the I'm uh sorry it yeah. took so long to get you no that's that's good gee I, that, that's wonderful it was the, it was the noise over the, the the basic noise that you hear is the engine running Correct. yeah no i hear it it's wonderful and and I, I i still contend that it's the water pump wonderful good luck
2: thanks enough. all right linda some, <laughs> bye-bye the kind of call we want why can't we get more calls like that that's good we get these people who don't have any idea my car's making a funny noise Linda brings the data with her.
1: And so we couldn't give her the answer. One eight 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 888 car talk That's 888-227-8255. Hello, you're
2: on Car Talk.
5: This is Mark Cather. Mark? Yeah. Where are you from? I'm calling from uh, Fort Rucker, Alabama.
2: Oh, so it's M-A-R-K.
5: Right. Why would it be different?
2: Uh, <laughs> ah, see, you don't even know why it would be different. See, if you were from, like,
0: Beverly Hills...
2: It would be... M-A-R-Q-U-E. Yeah. Q U E. right. Yeah, yeah just like <laughs> right? with but it. But only yeah. the good salt-of-the-earth folks that don't know all of these funny little things, like the f- people from Boston, I might add. We're just down-to-earth, salt-of-the-earth, none of this fancy... I mean, just because we spell click-and-clack with a Q-U-E, I don't think oh. that means anything.
5: Oh,
1: no, no, that's
2: bad news. <laughs> so where are you from again? Fort
5: Rucker, Alabama. Oh, Fort Rucker. yeah. It's yeah. near Dothan. You might be able to find Dothan on the map.
1: Dothan? It's
5: in the southeast corner of the state.
1: Okay. Southeast. I'm getting I know my that Rand is. McNally out right now. Okay, here we go. Okay, <laughs> what's up, Mark?
5: Well, I don't really have a problem, but I've had a question about cars that's been bugging me since before I came in the Army. I've been having this question in my head for 14 years now.
1: Oh. No kidding. Go ahead. A couple
5: me of a... mechanics where I used to work had once told me that you could put water down a carburetor while the engine's running clean the deposits off the inside of the engine. Yes. And since then, I've done it. Yeah. And, uh, it works. It does. They also told me you could sprinkle uh, small amounts of rice, not minute rice, regular rice, mm-hmm. down in the carburetor while it's running, and it'll do the same thing. And
1: Well, you can do the same thing with uncooked tapioca. <laughs> so... <laughs> Uh, well, the rice thing. I like sesame seeds myself. Well, if you remember, I don't know how long you've been listening to our show, but but many years ago, not many years ago, we had a, a puzzler uh, where someone had a car that was uh, running poorly on on uh, on the highway and losing power, and when she went to her filling station to get it repaired, the guy was looking at the contents of her shopping bag, and he. She said, had just come from the supermarket. Right. And he noticed something in there that reminded him of the fix he had read about to, so, to solve this problem. And what he had seen was a bag of walnuts. The car in question was a Toyota, but this could work for a lot of different cars, yours included, that build up a lot of deposits on the valve train. And what Toyota had devised a method of blasting these away with walnut shells. And the advantage of the walnut shells is that any of them left behind would merely get burned up and come out the tailpipe, just like rice would. So and tap- tapioca and tapio-
2: uncooked tapioca
1: so the idea is that the rice would be somewhat ab- although i've never used the
2: rice myself yeah but the theory is it's somewhat abrasive and as it goes as it goes through it's going to bounce around on the valves and clean up things it's going to bounce around on spark plugs and, and clean up things. Did. Right. It's like sandblasting without the abrasive, right. without the full abrasive nature of sand. Right. And the question is, how much of it is actually going to still be abrasive before it gets pulverized and burned up? Well, if you if you buy, like, a box
1: of Uncle Ben's converted rice, <laughs> and you look under the, you know, there's, there, there are recipes of just boiled rice. There's a recipe for, like, rice creole. Right. Way down at the bottom, it's, it tells you how much to put in for a four-cylinder, <laughs> six-cylinder, <laughs> or eight-cylinder <laughs> <laughs> engine. I think for an eight-cylinder, one full
2: cup of rice yeah is recommended actually i think you can make a 4 cylinder into a 6 cylinder that's why it's called conversion <laughs> <laughs> Ben's converted rice i mean I... actually it's the other way around isn't it you can convert an 8 into a 7 <laughs> <laughs>
1: I don't. I, personally, I don't think I'd recommend the. Uh, 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 I'd recommend the rice only because I haven't tried it myself, but I've heard of it before. Uh-huh. Uh, the water does work, in fact.
5: Yeah, I tried it myself. Yeah, sure. the it, and that works pretty good, actually.
1: Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, it's hard to know how well it works because you don't know if it did, would run all right if you hadn't done it.
5: I did notice the difference.
1: You did. It must you have did. been must have been running real bad, huh? <laughs> uh,
5: yeah. Well, I was a lot younger then, and I had done some things to that engine. Oh. I probably built some stuff up on the inside, but after giving it this quick water treatment, yeah, it actually yeah, ran. But I think
1: on a modern engine, I'd be reluctant to do it because of the catalytic converter.
5: Yeah, I was thinking about that. I the think that would be... The particles would get in there and, and foul the catalyst, right?
1: They probably would, or it'd begin to grow something. I don't yeah. know. Well,
2: I mean, don't forget, the water is a product of the combustion. No, anyway. not the
1: water. The water's all right, the rice. Oh, the rice. Right. Ri- oh, you're talking about the rice.
2: Yeah. yeah. Oh. Yeah, the honeycomb thing is just
1: about the a little smaller than the size of a rice kernel
5: they'd have to go through just right you
1: have to go they have to go through just right yeah it's just like going through the uprights you know you need a good spiral right so i, I think I'd, I'd stay away from the rice and stick with the water okay great thanks for your call mark. good luck
5: mark great thanks guys <laughs> see you, Talk you
1: later. all right look it's time for us to take uh, a quick pause and let our stations pass on some important information is the
2: crux of that information This show isn't our fault, (laughs) folks. (laughs) We tried to get rid of them. Oh, I'm sure it is. But when we come back, we'll have more of your car questions and a brand
1: new puzzler. It's just kind of quasi-automotive like last week's. Mm -hmm. So please stay tuned. We'll be back. Because
8: reckless drive.
2: such a long way, it's such a long way until you walk in your own road And even though Scott Simon's psychiatrist visualizes another wing on his beach house whenever he <laughs> hears us say it, this is NPR.
0: This message comes from NPR sponsor, Virginia 529. Get information about saving for your child's future from the comfort of your home. Learn from industry experts as they answer your education savings questions through live webinars or get hints, tips, and strategies from Virginia 529's on-demand video library. These free sessions will help you understand the ins and outs of tax-advantaged 529 plans, including how to use your account when you're ready. Get details and register at virginia529.com.
4: Lauren Coe of Loco Kitchen went from pie zaster. It looked like a crime scene. All the berry juices were everywhere. To pie master. She'll share tips based on years of baking delicious pies that are stunning works of art too. Listen and subscribe to NPR's Life Kit.
1: Ha! We're back. You're listening to Car Talk with us, Click and Clack the Tapper Brothers, and
2: we're here to discuss cars, car repair, and the the new puzzler. I just have to say that we had to take a, a short break there so that my brother could figure out how to unclarify a few <laughs> things with the new puzzler. Well and it, and it, and you, people think you just pop in here and you give us the puzzle. there's a great deal of preparation involved in the unclarification process indeed. people yeah. don't it, understand that it ain't just obfuscating anymore. Oh <laughs> no, no. <laughs> it's clear, unclarifying <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, it seems that there was this, this young gal who had had a couple of pretty bad accidents. And her grandmother decided to give her an unusual gift. She gave her a large sum of money with which she was to buy a brand new Volvo. Nice, nice safe car. Yeah. The only condition being that when she got the car, grandma wanted to see it to make sure that she didn't just take the money and go out and buy something like a Firebird. <laughs> yeah. Or A
2: necklace. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Pearl necklace.
1: So, on the first available Saturday, she decides to drive to Grandma's house, which is 120 miles away. And because she's not particularly eager to get there, she gets on the road. Of course, these kinds of puzzles always assume that her house is right on the highway and so is Grandma's, and there's no time lost in accelerating. That's understood. And
2: there's no friction. And there's no friction. And there's a
1: vacuum. So, she gets on the, on the highway, and she sets the, in her brand new car, she sets the cruise control for 40 miles an hour,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and and she drives the 120 miles to grandma's house.
2: And does grandma live right on the highway? It, grandma, right on the highway. Right on, the Right, highway,
1: on, yeah. right exit 12. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> and and so, and so, so she sets it. In fact, this car has also a little computer that says, your it's a little thing that says your average speed is 40 miles an hour. She says, great. Yeah. So she gets there. You know, she doesn't want to spend too much time with grandma because she starts asking about does she have any boyfriends and all this jazz, you know, so. so she hangs around for a little while and she shows grandma the car and she decides to leave. And on the way back, she's eager to get back home because she wants to get to the tattoo parlor before it closes and all that. <laughs> so and uh, so she sets the cruise control for sixty miles an hour. Mm. And and the same she travels the same road the same hundred and twenty miles. And when she gets home, she gets into the house and she does a little figuring. She says, let me see. She said, I drove 120 miles up, 120 miles back. There was 240 miles, Uh right? And 40 miles an hour up and 60 miles an hour back. So my average speed was 50 miles an hour. And it should have taken me four. She's a very precise individual. 4.8 hours. Oh. But it took me five. Oh, how can that be? Now, if you think you know the answer, write it on a postcard or the front or back of a $20 bill. <laughs> oh, you'd be surprised how many people have no idea. <laughs> very good. No, it, it is it is a very good puzzle. Trust, very good. Trust me. Now, if you think you know the answer, write it on a postcard or on the back of a $20 bill or the front of a $20 bill. We don't really care. We don't. And send it to Puzzler Tower, Car Talk, Plaza, Box 3500. Harvard Square, Cambridge, Matt 02238, or you can email your answer to us from cartalk.com. But right now, if you have a question about your car or anything, give us a call. The number is 888-CAR-TALK. That's 888-2278-255. Hello, you're on Car Talk.
8: This is Stephanie calling from Harbor Springs, Michigan.
1: Hi, Stephanie.
2: Stephanie, is that with an F or a PH? PH. (laughs) Woo, good for you. From where? From
8: Harbor Springs, Michigan.
2: Harbor Springs? Brave Never heard of it, but we we take your
1: word for it. Michigan,
8: <laughs> it's way up there. Way up,
2: up there.
1: It's a great oh, place. Oh, one
2: yes. of those peninsula people.
8: <laughs> mm, sorta. Yeah. Sorta. Of. Okay. All right. Well, here's my problem. I've got a 1986 Subaru. Got the GL, the big station wagon kind.
2: Oh
1: yeah. Mm-hmm.
8: All right. A uh, well, big it...
1: V8, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right.
8: <laughs> <laughs> it came with four wheel drive when I bought it used. But after I drove it around for a while, the rear drive shaft got all rusted, and one day it just fell out of the car. <laughs> it literally fell out of the car? It fell out of the car.
1: Unnecessary. You left it off, right?
8: <laughs> well, sure. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't going to stop in the road and go pick it up.
1: No, besides if it fell off, it couldn't have been any good.
8: Exactly. Yeah. So, I told right my family, thing. this part fell off, it doesn't have four-wheel drive anymore. They all kind of moaned with me about the expensive part, and we let it go. Two weeks ago, I needed to drive downstate, and my mom gave me her car, and she took mine because I didn't think that it would make it. It has a little bit of a weak clutch. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, in the course of one weekend, about 15 snowflakes fell out of the sky, and she decided that she needed to put it in four-wheel drive or else she'd be in an accident.
9: Oh. Okay.
4: So
8: when I got home that weekend, she said to me, Stephanie, I had a little bit of a problem with your car, right. and I said, you "What kind of problem?" And she said, "Well, maybe you ought to just go start her up." Yeah. So I went out <laughs> if there. you can and... find it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah.
8: I started it up. I put it in gear, and I hit the gas, and, and nothing happened. It exactly,
2: it won't move.
8: It won't move at all. Oh, That's right.
1: I, I got the whole. I have the whole picture. She is trying to attribute this, uh, this problem that the car currently has with the fact that your drive shaft fell out and you didn't replace it. <laughs> Where we all know that mom, who's accustomed to driving an automatic transmission car, burned out your clutch. No. That's what
8: I was worried about.
2: No, she didn't. Yeah she did. Did you take, did you get a, take it
8: out of four-wheel drive? said that she took it out of four-wheel drive, but she's never driven a four-wheel drive vehicle before in her life. I don't even know how she engaged four-wheel drive. How could she if it wasn't there?
2: Where is that, that device? It's in front of the house. <laughs> exactly. No, no, where's the, where's the little lever that goes from four-wheel drive to two-wheel drive? It's in two-wheel drive
1: now. Exactly. It makes no difference what position it is. The car won't move because Mom lunched the clutch. Oh, Mommy. I think mommy. That's, the, that's the crux of the problem here. Well, but if it were in four-wheel drive, it wouldn't make any difference. What happened to Stephanie's car is that the back piece of the drive shaft fell out. Right. Okay. So when when Mom put it in four-wheel drive, it just the little light came on. I mean, the, right.
2: the thing, the transfer case doesn't know that the shaft is right. missing. Right. And, and the, the inside of the of the shaft started spinning, but there was nothing for the spinning to go to. Because it's not connected to the rear wheels anymore.
1: Right. Because that second piece of the drive shaft is missing. But that didn't burn out the clutch. What burned out the clutch was her inability to drive a manual shift car. Does she typically drive an automatic?
8: Oh yeah, she drives mm. a Volvo, as a matter of fact.
1: Yeah, that yeah, those Volvo drivers—they're animals. <laughs> well, it may it it may be the case that your clutch, as you mentioned, was already on the way out.
8: Well, it was it was weak. It was what? still running though. You just had to you know baby it a little and. What do um, you mean it
1: was weak? Describe weak. You mean it was slipping?
8: Okay, yeah, exactly. When you would go, you put it in gear and you'd hit the accelerator. Yeah. Um, yeah. The it engine would, not would accelerate quickly, and you could hear the car like uh, Watch up. the um, odometer go, and yeah. fly up and go the, down again. Yeah. And you have to no, it was off a little. it
1: was done for before you gave her the keys. Yeah, she just finished it. She she finished it. She applied the coup de gras.
2: Well, she probably sat there trying it several times, trying to get it to go, and. That's it.
1: Yeah. Did she call you up at some point and ask you what that smell is when, she, when you try to drive the car?
8: <laughs> no, I think that was categorized under I had a small problem. <laughs> I had
2: a small problem. Yeah, but she's not responsible at all. She's not responsible at all. I mean,
8: she has. Well, wait have wait, made wait a-, a minute.
1: Has she offered to? kick in a little bit for the replacement of the clutch
8: Did no she... and i've been told i'm looking at about six hundred dollars
2: oh yeah do you mean that if we gave the appropriate answer you might be able to actually convince her to kick in 300 bucks of the six
8: well all i know is that when i left the car there it ran and yeah when i got home it didn't it didn't
2: i mean if we were to give the appropriate answer even if it were wrong right. would, would you would you would you would, would you think it was ethical to get mom to kick in 300 bucks? I mean, we could easily say she lunched your clutch and she <laughs> clearly should pay the whole 600 bucks because the thing was perfect when you left it.
1: Because and she'll protest. It ran. And she'll give you three. Is that what you want? <laughs> That's
8: exactly what you want, I a, want.
2: You want a letter from us?
8: Sure. I'd yeah. love one. That
2: would be an outright lie, <laughs> on the other hand. Because, I mean, you could you could... Compare this, for example, to someone who is in the last stages of life. A 105 year old person with every single thing wrong with his body. Right. And he happens. And and, and he happens to stay at your house for the weekend and and you push him down a flight of stairs. (laughs) No, he drops dead. Now, are his. Is his mother going to (laughs) come and give you a hard time and say, you killed my little boy, my 105 year old boy? No, the guy was dead. Practically, when he got there, as was your clutch. It was a pure coincidence that it happened to happen when you went downstate. It
8: had nothing to do with her putting it in four wheel drive. No. And nah. it
2: around. Nah. No. No. Nah. No. Uh... And, if and even have... if it
8: did. Even
2: if it did, she's your mother, for yeah. God's sakes.
1: Yeah, and, Come and on. Christmas is coming, and you know, don't you want a present?
2: <laughs> Fork over the 600 bucks. The clutch was launched before you even gave her the car. So we can't, in all good conscience, blame your mother in the slightest. No, as a matter of fact, she may have, in fact, done you a favor.
1: Oh,
8: no. Because
2: had she not burned
1: the clutch out, you might have been tempted to drive it that last time, and you might have gotten stuck far away from home, right, with a clutch that didn't work, and you would have incurred a huge tow charge.
2: Yeah, that's probably true. That's exactly true. There's absolutely no doubt in my mind about it. All right, to make amends, buy your mother some flowers and... And, ta- and thank her. Profusely. For saving <laughs> you from a, a horrible weekend. All
8: right. Well, thanks, you guys. See you, thanks, Stephanie. Stephanie. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye.
1: bye Hi, 888 car talk That's 888-227-8255. Hello, you're on Car Talk.
9: Hi, fellas. This is Mike in Cedar Rapids, Iowa.
1: Hi, How Mike. How are you? Pretty good. Good. What's happening in Cedar Rapids?
9: Well, they say winter's about here.
1: Yeah. It's here, too. <laughs> no, it isn't. You know, it, it isn't here yet. Any it, minute. Any It's true. Any minute winter will be here but for the time being it has been magnificent it has been magnificent in the great northeast unseasonably warm right which is usually followed by weather that's unseasonably cold anyway mike
2: what can we do for you
9: well they tell us it snows just around the corner and i have a problem with my snowblower
2: yeah we can I, i am an expert what kind is it Aaron's honda you name it i can fix any snowblower East of the Mississippi. Where are you from? Oops. <laughs> What's wrong with it?
9: Uh, I have a snapper snowblower with an electric start, and its problem is when it gets cold, it will not start or run.
2: Oh. Does it uh, it, does it crank?
9: Oh, yes. At the electric start, it'll crank just as fast as if it was running, but it will not run on its own. No. You
2: know, mm. Oh, It won't run on its own at all.
1: Not at all. In other words, it'll, the engine will turn over as long as you're applying the electric start motor to it. Right. But it won't fire up. Right. But it runs in warm weather? Yes. Oh, hate to break it to you, Mike. You have no compression.
9: But it's a year old.
1: You have plenty of compression. (laughs) Plenty. No, no, you may not have compression. Jeez. Is there any oil in it? Oh, yes. Uh, It's uh, a two-cycle. Well, let me me tell you a little story. (laughs) Does this story involve your wife? Involves my son. Uh. (laughs) Oh. Last winter, because of all the snow we had, I decided I didn't want to go out every night because it snowed like every night last winter with my uh, Sears and Roebuck behemoth snowblower. So I went out and I bought a new wonderful little Toro uh, a power snow shovel, a gasoline-powered snow shovel. And it's this thing that you can actually lift up and just throw into a big snow bank, and it'll just eat right through it. And it's a two-cycle engine. Is this a two-cycle engine?
2: Yes. Hmm. Mike just said that. Are you having brain fever today? Huh? (laughs) This
1: is a two-cycle engine? (laughs) Yes, it is. (laughs) Well, anyway, I entrusted it to my 12-year-old. I said, Andrew, whenever it snows, this is your job. And the thing was brand new, and it was filled up with the gasoline with the requisite mix of gas and oil. Well, he used it that first snowstorm while I was at work, and he used up all the gas. And he went and put gas in it that didn't have the oil in it from another can. Mm. And he ran the snowblower all day with this other gas in it. This thing doesn't start for beans now. Start? I don't wonder it even moves. It's very difficult to start. And the only... I have to take it in the house and leave it in the kitchen. And when I do that, it starts up and then I take it outside. So that's what you have to do, Mike.
9: But that's what the dealer told me. They said it had to go inside. Yeah. I mean, they will start fine in August, but I don't have any snow
2: in August. <laughs> well, well you can start, start it in, in August, August and leave it, it running. <laughs> <laughs> Great my, minds, you know. <laughs> my wife says it doesn't match the furniture. <laughs> well, what the hell kind of a snowblower is it that you have to bring inside to start up? It's no, kind of silly to no, I mean this, not have it run. Clearly,
1: the there's clearly something wrong with it. And what's, what's wrong with it may be the same thing that's wrong with mine. Yeah, you fried it. I didn't fry it. Andrew fried Andrew it. But you fried it. But he did fry it. And you may have fried yours, Mike, by putting gasoline in there that did not have oil in it. Oh no, no, I don't do that. Or the right amount of oil.
9: <laughs>
1: but you, have you taken it back to complain? Oh, yes,
9: I've been to the dealer a couple of times, uh... and they told me
1: it was too cold for it to run. Oh, they're nuts. <laughs> they're absolutely nuts. It's a snowblower. It should it's run a a cold.
2: It's a snowblower. <laughs> <laughs> Does the lawnmower only run in the winter? No, but I, they probably have one down in the ha. <laughs> <bed. laughs> <laughs> they probably
1: do. No, you, you <laughs> definitely have low compression. Yeah. And if you if you are sure that in fact you didn't run the thing without oil, then, then this engine defective. this engine was no good from the beginning. Right from the start. And they right owe you the an start. engine or at least a piston. They owe you something. You
9: and I would better just
2: park it in the house.
1: Just park it in the house, but don't yeah. take no for an answer. Good luck.
2: Okay. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> Thanks a lot, fellas. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye. Well it's
1: man. happened again. You have squandered another perfectly good hour listening to car talk. Our esteemed producer is Doug the Subway Fugitive, not a slave to fashion, Bongo Boy Berman. Our associate producers are David the Cavs of Belleville Green and Catherine Frau (laughs) Blucher-Fenolosa. Our web lackey is Doug the Old Gray Mayor, assisted by Connie Bridgeford. Our engineer is John Cartman-Perotti. Our theme music is by David Dog Grisman. And our technical, spiritual, and menu advisor, just back from the Kyber Pass, Striped Bass, Wheatgrass, (laughs) Demitasse, and Pheasant (laughs) Under Glass, World Class Gorge and Gas, is John Bugsy Lawler. Our Public opinion pollster is Paul Murky of Murky Research, assisted by statistician Margin of Error. Our customer care representative is Haywood Jabuzoff. Our staff bicycle tester is Maya Sertz. Our press secretary <laughs> is Don B. Zonozzi. <laughs> Our appointment secretary is Amadeus O'Early. Our anger <laughs> management counselor... Oh, no, she's not in there yet. Our marine forecaster is Caesar Choppy. Our Russian chauffeur is Peekoff and Dropoff. The Paint diaz family has the week off. Yeah. But the head of our working mother support group We're is still. Erasmus B. Dragging. <laughs> our chief counsel from the law firm of Dewey, and Howe, is U. Lewis Dewey, known to the migratory craftspeople, setting up holiday stalls in Harvard Square as U.E. Louis Dewey. Thanks so much for listening. We're Click and Clack, the Tappert brothers and... Don't drive like my brother. And don't drive like my brother. Yes, that's what I said. Whatever he said. We'll (laughs) be back next week. Bye-bye. You can get a podcast of this show, subscribe to our weekly podcast, and check out our Taste Challenge clothing and best of collections all over at cartalk.com. This week featuring a great way to ring out the old and ring in the new.
2: Did NPR finally cancel
1: us? <laughs> no, 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 not yet. I'm talking to people who have a used vehicle that they no longer need. Ah, oh, ring out the old car. Right, if you donate a used car before the end of the year, not only will the proceeds benefit your favorite radio station, but you'll also get a tax deduction for this year.
2: Yeah, offset some of those illegal gambling receipts. did I say that with my outside voice?
1: (laughs) Get all the details of the Car Talk vehicle donation program anytime at our website, cartalk.com.
2: Car Talk is a production of Dewey, Cheetham and Howe and WBUR in Boston. And even though hearing aid salesmen
1: are consumed by guilt whenever they hear us say it, (laughs) this is NPR.